Ray, you know what makes me happy? I think I do, but I want you to tell me. Our season three sponsor, Smoke Sessions Barbecue. Oh my gosh, that makes me happy too. Yeah, you know, we visited this place a while back for the first time, and every time we make a trip down to Texas, we go out of our way to go to Roy City, Texas. Uh, I mean, it's like, what, an hour uh, east of the Dallas-Fort Worth area? It is. It's not that far out of the way at all. It's right off of I-30. Yeah, and dude, this is... I, I don't know how to describe how great this barbecue is. The brisket, the turkey, the pulled pork. I, I I have yet to have anything that wasn't just really, really darn good, man. And I got to tell, tell everybody, Wednesdays, that's the key, right? Yes, there's something special every Wednesday, Mike. Tell them about it. It's it's the barbecue burrito. So, Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, it's... This thing, I, I watched it on Instagram or on Facebook. Uh, I've, I've watched it for like a couple of years before I actually got there on a Wednesday because, you know, you and I usually pop in like on a weekend, but we finally got there on a Wednesday and I got to have this burrito and it is out of this world. No, I agree, dude. It's life changing. It's like, it's one of those burritos you don't realize will change the path of your life until you have it. And then the sun gets brighter, the clouds part, your belly gets full. And somewhere angels appear and just start singing to you. It's that kind of barbecue burrito. So Smoke Sessions Barbecue. Uh, you can find them on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, they are in Roy City, Texas. They're about to open a brick and mortar, a new brick and mortar spot there in Roy City. They're going to have some great craft beer and some of the best Texas barbecue you've ever had. Check them out. Follow them. And when you're in the area, stop by and tell them. Mike and Big Race at you from Craft Beer Bucket List. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Craft Beer Bucket List with Big Ray and Mike, where we review beers you have to try before you die. Oh, hello, everybody. Welcome back to Craft Beer Bucket List with your hosts, Big Ray and Mike. You are tuning in. To the 2021 Oktoberfest special. Yeah, you just heard that. You did. You just heard that. You just heard that happen. So, Mike, what's going on, buddy? Bum, 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 bum. That's my tuba sound. Uh, man, <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what's going on is we've, we've got some beers lined up and we'll talk about it here in a second, but we've got some great beers lined up to try for Oktoberfest. And uh, you and I are going to talk all things beer, maybe talk about our German ancestry and talk about a little bit more beer and then maybe a little bit more beer after that. That sounds like a fantastic idea. But before we drive on too much, I think because there's been a couple of sound clips by the time the listeners have heard this, they're going to be like, what is that mess? So Mike, you know, we, we talked earlier before we started recording that every time one of us says the O word, <laughs> I've got to cut in some tuba sounds. <laughs> yeah, so when, when you hear the word Oktoberfest, you'll hear this. Exactly just like that. <laughs> so we we got to do things wow. to mix it up a little bit, have some fun here. Yeah. And, uh, you know, yeah. why not? Yeah, why not? Yeah. Why not? So, uh, so tell us who our sticker sponsor is for this episode of Craft Beer Bucket List. Absolutely. So uh, this episode's sticker sponsor is going to be Hop and Sting Brewing out of Grapevine, Texas. So to be eligible to win the stickers, I'm going to need you to send us a message on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter that says Frog and Scorpion. You heard yeah, that right. Encourage, yeah, Frog and Scorpion. We encourage you to go check out their website, hopandsting.com, to find out what that means, right? Absolutely right. Yeah. And they're out of Grapevine, which is what, like a hop, skip, and a jog away from the DFW area? It's That's part right, of the DFW grapevine. metro. It yeah. is. It's right in the metro. Yeah. So, Ray, you want to talk about some beers? I would love to talk about some beers. So, overall, folks, you've got an amazing Oktoberfest <laughs> special because Ray and I are coming at you with four different beers total. We're each going to share two beers, and then we're going to try one uh, solo to round it out. Round one, Ray, you and I are going to try the Oktoberfest from Shiner. 
out of Shiner, Texas. Then we're going to move to Caboose Oktoberfest. And you picked this one up on a recent trip. Where is Caboose from? That is in, I want to say, Vienna, Virginia. I forget the name Vienna, of the, the town, but it's in the Tyson's Corner area. Okay. So very, very fancy part of Luden County. Yeah. And then, uh, so we're both going to have those. And then we're going to come back after that. And we're going to have one beer each. You're going to have Left Hand Oktoberfest. <laughs> oh, there it is again from uh, from left from left hand out of Longmont, Colorado, and then I'm going to have the Wiseacre uh, <laughs> Oktoberfest from Memphis, Tennessee. So, uh, yeah, that's a lot of tuba, Mike. So yeah, much tuba. Yeah. Oh gosh. So, <laughs> I, I, so I want to start out the episode talking about what what kind of beer this is. So. Um, if, if you're like so many folks of, so many folks, like, you know, people like us, you may not know what it means. So, um, in the beginning, all beer served at the great celebration <laughs> was, it was a dark, was a dark lager, uh, kind of like a dunkel dunkel. Uh, then in the, uh, the mid 1800s, um, a new brewer introduced a lighter version of it. It's an amber lager. Uh, and anyway, so this is kind of becoming, um, it's an easier drinking one and it became the, the, the Marzen of the time. Right. Uh, and right. it gradually replaced that, that Dunkel, uh, as the official beer of this great celebration. <laughs> <laughs> so anyhow, then we move on to fest beer. Um, so it, it's a, it's a lager style, uh, and it replaced the Marzen lagers during Oktoberfest, uh, at some point, um, real recently. Uh, anyway, I'm <laughs> so in the United States, the, the most common beer is the the amber lager for Oktoberfest. Um, so really, we've got like the Vienna lager, the Fest beer, the Martzen, the Mirzen, and the Oktoberfest beer, right? So we right. got four four similar beers. You want you want to tell them a little bit about the Vienna lager? Yeah, the Vienna lager is a style. It's very similar to a Marzen, but lighter in color uh, due to the use of Vienna malts. Uh, it's typically less malty and a and more bitter than a Marzen, and still has an ABV of about four and a half to five and a half percent. And then the Fest beer, if you know, kind of moving along, the Fest beer is a strong golden German lager, um, and it's it's similar to a Helles or a Maybach. It's it's got that malty backbone, got a spicy and floral uh, taste to it, um, and it's got a full body and a little bit drier finish. So th so then we move on. Overall, we get the the, the Martzen, the Mirzen, and the Oktoberfest. Uh, why, don't, why don't you tell them a little bit about the Mirzen? Yeah, so that's a German amber lager. <clears throat> Excuse me, amber lager. Golly, if I could talk correctly on a podcast, Mike, that would be fantastic. It's part uh, of the so main thing, Marzen, right? It, it is probably, yeah, absolutely, it's the main thing. Um, but these have a dark copper to maybe a reddish brown in color. Uh, they're super crisp and also smooth. They kind of have some sweet toasted uh bready aromas about them um maybe some faint hints of spice and it's kind of sweet and it's got a, a noticeable noble hops bite and a dry finish and these come in at a little higher abv usually ringing in around five or six percent right and, and so to get to the point here is we're, we're trying to talk about what is an october fist so you know in the united states it's it's an Oktoberfest style beer, and you're going to hear a lot of tuba here. <laughs> so Oktoberfest beer is, is really defined as a beer brewed by one of the main breweries that are allowed to serve on the grounds of Oktoberfest. So the style is usually a lager, um, but anywhere outside of those, those fairgrounds uh, for this giant celebration <laughs> is uh, it's just a style. So it's like a, a Oktoberfest style or a Martzen, Oktoberfest Martzen style or something like that. Does that make sense? Absolutely, it does. So it's kind of like um, you you can't have bourbon unless it's made in Kentucky, right? Right. And uh, there's several wines that um, it's it's not an official Bordeaux unless it comes from Bordeaux, France or whatever. I don't know what I'm yeah, talking like, about with wines. With, like even champagne. It Champagne. Has to come from Right, a very you know small geographical area. Anything else, it has to be considered what, sparkling wine. 
but yeah. only champagne, you know, can come from that whole area. Champagne. Okay, so that gets us. So basically, uh, when people say an Oktoberfest beer, it could mean a variety of different things. Um, so we're going to try to. Typically, they're you know, they're an amber lager here in the United States. Period. Right. Not period, but typically. So with that, without any further ado, let's open our first beer, Ray. Let's do that. So this is a bottle. I've got my mermaid bottle opener. Wow. That's yeah. way cooler than the one I'm using. Yeah. And then, so the first one we're having, folks, is a, from Shiner. It's the Shiner Oktoberfest Martin style beer. And uh, I'm proud to say that I'm drinking, you hear a lot of noise, I'm drinking my Oktoberfest out of a stein that Ray Neal bought me. That's right. And you know what, Mike? I have a, uh, a stein that you got me as well as a Christmas gift a couple years ago. Is that what you're drinking out of? Oh, the big reveal. Oh, mama. Oh, heck yes. That's right. All right. So, so you, you got to drink it out of a stein. You probably can't hear that through the microphone, but it's... Oh, it's going down. This is one of my favorite times of the year because we're moving into Oktoberfest. See, gosh, darn tuba again. More tuba. More tuba. You're moving into that time of the year where we get this style of beers and then we get to the pumpkin beers and we get to the dark stouts and log, you know, the dunkles and the stouts oh, for the winter. I'm so ready for that. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, and then wit beers later in the winter. So, uh, I'm really, really pumped. So Shiner Beer, you can find them at Shiner Beer on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and at Shiner.com. This is their Mertzen style Oktoberfest at 5.7%. Or too <laughs> it's going to be a lot. Oh, so much. It is. But hey, you know what? It's fun. It is. But, I like this beer. In, in true Shiner style. Yeah. They've delivered a fantastic beer. Mm. You know, yum, of yum, all yum. the Shiner beers I've ever had, I've only had one that I just wasn't a big fan of. And uh, oh I yeah, what was that? The, the sea salt and lime. Just, really? See, I got some yeah. of those, and I really like it. Yeah, I I tried some. Uh, I I found them uh, around March. What's in Mar- uh, St. Patrick's Day? And I took some to a party because the cans are this very pretty green. And I thought, hey, this would be fun to have, you know. And uh, I, it it wasn't bad. I just didn't like it. Um, but this, this, yeah. I, mean, I don't ever say it right. I always say, it, call it a Marzen because it's you're American. Me, I'm not very smart. Yeah, because I'm American. Uh, but this is delicious. It's got some. Uh, so I'm trying to look at it, like I'm blowing on. So it's got like this uh, amber orange looking color to it. What I would expect from it, right? Mm-hmm. I like I like how it's a little bit spicy. I mean, it's got that that malty, roasty malty ness to it, but it's all got some. That is some gosh, I can't talk either. Spiciness to it. It does have a little bit, uh, you know. There's somebody like a a, a Belgian a triple or a Belgian quad. Those are super spicy. You know, so many of those yeah. you know winter winter spices, and I get some of that in this. Right. It's, for me, it's dialed back quite a bit compared to, yeah. to that beer style. But I think this is on point for what we'd want for a a Marzen. Or how do you yeah. say it, Mike? I, I I've heard it pronounced Mirzen Mertzen. Mirzen, okay. Yeah, a Mirzen. Bless you. So, <laughs> it's so many. I like this. It's definitely medium, medium to light body. It's super creamy, uh, definitely crisp. I think the carbonation is totally on point with this beer, and it's got a little sweetness about it. I think maybe some of those caramel yeah. notes are coming through, and I'm picking up on that. Did you ever um, watch Oktoberfest on Netflix? Um, I don't think so. Oh, all right. Never mind then. You should. I should. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. I've been it's hung up on, on so many other things, like all the uh, the crime shows or like how they they had a serial killer and it shows how the detectives, you know, across four, six episodes had to track them down and the yeah. history behind it. I've been hung up on those for a few months now. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I watched this a while back. It came out. It may come out last year. I think I watched it early this year. Or I don't know. It, so I think it's a year or two old at this point, but it, it's pretty good. It's um, this guy uses some uh, nefarious tactics to get his tent at Oktoberfest in Munich. Oh, right on. I know. More, more tuba. More so, tuba. Uh, Ray, what would you pair, or uh, before, what would you pair? What would you rate this beer? Golly. Um, it's not the best holiday special beer I've ever had. I'm trying to not blare the tuba too much. Um, yeah. But no, I think it's a fantastic Mearson overall. Um, but it's not the best I've ever had. I think it speaks true to the style, but maybe a little watered down for me. Okay. Right, watered down is probably not the right way to say it, but I would still give it a solid 8 out of 10. Uh, I think Shiner delivered here. Um, yeah. I don't know what it is, but uh, I think I would have preferred this out of a can instead of a bottle. Um, okay. I don't know if that really would have made a huge difference, but I, I don't know. Maybe it would have, um, hmm. but no, still solid. I think it, I would have liked to maybe a little bit more spice in this. Um, that's what I think is watered down some, you know, like we talked about the spices, the more I think about it, it's like, I think I would have liked a little more of that maybe just to get oh, me really? in the mood for fall. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I think eight out of 10 is still a solid, solid score. Okay. Uh, what yeah. would you give it, Mike? Uh, you know, I was going to go with the same thing. I was going to go with eight out of 10. Um, I, I think that uh, so overall, I think it's a fine beer. It doesn't knock my socks off, um, but I could definitely drink several of these. Oh, sure. And I will because I bought a six pack of them. So, <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, um, anyway, yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. It's good beer uh, and it's almost gone. This one went fast. I, I, you know what I like about these beers is you can take big drinks of them and, you know, it, it goes down easily. Um, they taste good. Um, you know what I mean? Like some beers are sippers and some beers are gulpers. And right. These are gulpers. Oh, no, I couldn't agree more on that. Now, these are so easy to take down in mass quantity. And I tend to do that every October. Um, <laughs> I, I just do. It's like no sense, you know, hiding around about it. Um, I I do. So it's like, Hey, you know what? When in Rome, wait, no, when in Munich, (laughs) when in music, when in music, um, so you, you, now you got to pick a song. Oh gosh. What what, what song are you going to pair? Yeah. What song am I going to pair with this beer? Um, I don't know. That's. It doesn't fit at all. This just randomly popped in my head. Space Cowboy. By who? Was that the Steve Miller band? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Steve. And why that? Steve of, I'm just sitting here. What song would I pair with this? And uh, that's what just. Boop. So I'm going to go with it. <laughs> okay. I'm just going to roll with that. Okay. Well, I've got a more. I don't know. I don't know, something that makes more sense, I guess. Yeah, sure. Um, so I was I was trying to find out who sang the original, um, and I can't sit, find that. But who who made it popular was Gene Autry. So you know this is an old country song. Wow. Uh, it's called Deep in the Heart of Texas. Okay. So uh, just because, you know, we're having a Texas beer, so we got to have a Texas yeah. song. Um, and there were several other ones uh, that I thought about, like, you know, Yellow Rose of Texas – um, all my exes live in Texas. Um, I even thought about honestly, you know, uh, Marty Robbins El Paso, which is a means something oh, special man. to you and I, but yes, it does. Um, but anyway, so, um, or God Bless Texas by the band Little Little Texas, Little Texas, yeah, yeah. So, anyway, I'm gonna go with Deep in the Heart of Texas by Gene Autry. So, excellent choice. 
So you give it an eight. I gave it an eight. Yeah, fantastic beer. Um, we're going to take a short break and hear from one of our sponsors. And when we come back, we're going to crack into that uh, caboose brewing that you picked up on your recent trip. Ray, you and I both love to travel. Something I love to do is visit national parks uh, and state parks, right? Sure, sure. What's your uh, what's one of your favorite parks? So my favorite park is Yellowstone. I yeah. absolutely love it. It's pretty iconic place. park. Yeah. Very iconic. What's your favorite national park, Mike? I, I, I got to say it's probably the Grand Canyon. Uh, it's just the, the feeling you get when you look out across it is just amazing. It's incredible. Um, right. But so the reason I'm bringing this up is I, I just want to uh, cue everybody in to a, a very cool nonprofit initiative called Parks and Pints. P-A-R-K-S-N-P-I-N-T-S. So Parks and Pints, it's combining our love for beer and combining our love for parks. They do a lot of different things to raise money to conserve, educate, and all that kind of stuff. And I just want to encourage everybody to go check them out. Uh, you can buy swag and support their cause and all that kind of stuff. It's at Parks and Pints on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And visit parksandpints.com. Ziggy Zaki, Ziggy Zaki, oi, oi, oi. Ziggy Zaki, Ziggy Zaki, oi, oi, oi. Mike, you ready for song? I want to hear you sing it, Mike. Um, yeah, I was thinking about a different song. <clears throat> oh, yeah? What yeah, song is that? The stars at night are big and bright. Deep in the heart of Texas, the sage in bloom is like perfume. Deep in the heart of Texas. Fantastic. Anyway, it's, yeah, it's, it's not a German song. Ziki Zaki, Ziki Zaki, oi, oi, oi. There you go. Right. I'm all, I'm all in this mood, Mike. I'm like, you know yeah. what? Getting back to your German roots and your man show. <laughs> <laughs> man show fandom. Oh, man. With, uh, Jimmy Kimmel and Adam Carolla. Yeah. yeah. I remember my, my first home out of my parents' house. I was 20. And I had this 19-inch TV that I got at a Black Friday sale, I think for like $72 <laughs> or something at Walmart. It was this tiny little thing, and uh, I had Comedy Central because all I could afford was like the basic of basic cable packages. And I remember watching new episodes of that every week. Yeah. Uh, because mostly all I watched then was Comedy Central because everything else was kind of trash. On I oh, had. man. Comedy Central back in the day had that The Man Show, Daily Show with Jon Stewart. Uh, shortly after that, the, the Colbert Report. They had South Park. Um, uh, what were those? Uh, Crank uh, Anchors. Those cranky. Remember, beat the geeks. Beat I the geeks. Win Benstein's money. Oh my gosh! Yes, I love yeah. that show. I mean, so yeah, there's a bunch. I mean, a great lineup. Yeah, oh, the Chappelle show. Chappelle show. Chappelle show. Yeah, man. So, but you know what? I'm ready to crack into our next beer, Mike. I am. I'm just going to bring us right back into it. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, here we're having Caboose Brewings. Um, Octoberfest Smartson. Yes, indeed. So, why don't you open yours first, so we can start off with something that sounds good, and then uh, I'll try to I'll try to keep up. Okay. Wow. I didn't. Th I thought that was kind of a slow. Did it sound okay? It sounded fantastic as always. Okay. All so right, I wanted you. to say uh, you are right. It is Vienna, Virginia. Oh, okay. Perfect. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah, crackers. That was all right. Yeah, sounded good. Wasn't as punchy as yours. Punchy. So what we're having is the Caboose Brewing Oktoberfest <laughs> Mirzen at 5.7%. Um, you can find those guys at Caboose Tavern or Caboose Commons, one of the two, at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or you just go to cabooseBrewing.com and check them out. There we go. We got that part out of the way. Let's talk about we some did. beer. And I got to throw in there, Mike, I had a great time when I visited the brewery a couple weeks ago. Uh, talk yeah. about it. And not to get away from what we're talking about here, but dude, fantastic location. It's uh, tucked away in the backside of this uh, industrial complex, if you will, which is kind of yeah. common for breweries. Yeah. Uh, but just uh, where the, the location was kind of mysterious as I went after dark. Yeah. And you kind of walk through this outdoor seating area to to get up these little stairs to go inside the tap room. 
And yeah. once you're inside, it just opens up to there's like a, a kitchen window on the left where they have some food that they'll bring out to you. Nice seating area. Nice little bar area and these big open windows where you can see into the brew house. And uh, just a cool layout. And the service was fantastic. Uh, some of the patrons that were there, I, I wound up drinking beers with uh, this group of guys for about two and a half hours. And we were just having a good time. Just random conversation. Um, one of the, the beer servers that was there, I want to say her name was Grace. I could be wrong. So forgive me if I didn't remember the name right. But she was a super cool individual. And uh, a lot of the guys, they saw me order a flight and uh, or they had had craft beer before. They had never seen a flight come out. And that's what really spawned the conversation. And uh, Grace just jumped in and just started dropping knowledge and helping these guys order uh, even more beers than what they had. And I thought that was pretty cool. Huh. So they'd never so, had a flight before. They'd, they'd come in and ordered beers before, but had never had a flight. So they were, they were, I think they were all like 25 or 26 year old guys, fairly young. Um, so sure. it was cool to see some younger folks enjoying craft beer. Um, but when they saw the flight come out, that was a big deal. And uh, so it was a good learning experience for them, right? Yeah. So, so for any of our listeners, a flight is a, a, a selection of beers, usually about four to five ounces of beer. And you get to select three to five to six different types of beer. It all comes out. It's one price. So it's usually, you know, in a range of eight dollars, you get four beers, five beers, and you get like four ounces of each one. So you get to like, uh, you know, have a beer buffet. Absolutely right. I enjoy it, yeah. especially for me because I drive a lot of travel alone, and uh, it keeps me humble. I can try multiple beers, and it's I can still drive afterwards and be safe and legal. Right? Hang out for a little bit, maybe order a snack just to make sure I'm good to go. Because if I ordered four pints, I don't need to be driving back to the hotel. I just, but. I think it's, uh, well, kudos for, for Grace or, you know, whoever that might be that helped them for, you know, uh, taking charge and all that. But it, I would think most of the people listening to our podcast are probably well aware of flights. So. Oh, sure. Yeah. But anyway, so back, so great time at Caboose. Yes. I see that their logo is a set of train tracks, which has a special meaning to you. It um, does. Uh, but you know, um, I'm I, you know this this beer is a little bit cleaner and less sweet and less spicy than the Oktoberfest beer to me. Like I'm still getting that that dark roasty flavors, that bread, like the darker bread. Um, you know, and the toast, you know, and, and, and that maltiness, but I'm not getting near as much sweet and spicy as I got from that Shiner. What do you, what do you think? Uh, I was trying to nail it down what I'm tasting and you really kind of summed it up. It's very much the same for me. Wow. Um, my kid at home run. Yeah. So this is a little more bitter, I believe than the first beer that we had. Uh, but it's not it's not bad by any means. It's uh, I'm not getting really any of the, the the fall or winter spices in this, uh, which is fine. Um, not exactly what I'd expect for uh, a Marzen, but it's I still know what it is. I can drink it and know it's that style. Yeah, it's just a, it's a little different, and uh, I like their spin on it. So yeah, so it's fantastic um, beer. Certainly crushable. The um... The, the Oktoberfest Marzen, <laughs> 5.7% from Caboose Brewing out of Vienna, Virginia. Um, you know, you know, so to kind of compare this to Shiner, I, I think I like the flavors on this a little bit more. I, I think the, with, with the, with the Shiner, why I liked it, I think it was a little too sweet. I like the spicy aspect of it, but the sweetness was a little too much for me uh, as far as compared to like what I count traditional styles, I guess. I'm not trying to say it's a bad beer because it was absolutely delicious. I like this one a little bit better because it's dialed back in that area. And I think it performs a little bit better as far as that, that malty bready flavor, which I kind of feel like I prefer for an Oktoberfest. However, I think this one's got a little bit more body to it. And I could, you know, like when I was saying Shiner was, you know, a gulping beer and you could drink, have a big gulp of it and love it. 
I won't get this out of this beer. This one's a, a, like a medium drink type beer. Does that make sense? No, it does. Definitely does. Um, so I don't know the IBUs on the, the Shiner beer that we have. This one, I believe, comes in at 20 IBUs. So it's me being an IPA guy. It's like, I want those high IBUs. Um, this at 20 for me is really low. But it's got some nice, it's got some bitters about it, which is nice. It's fairly restrained. I agree. It has a nice malty backbone. Um, this to me is a little bit more smooth, if you will. It's a bit more creamy. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I, I kind of like that. It's nice and bready. Uh, this to me, it feels a little, maybe a little more elegant. Is, is hmm. it, if I can say that. Okay. But You're allowed to say whatever. It's your podcast. You do what you want. Right. No, I, I appreciate that. So this it's not quite as crushable, but I could still fill up a DOS boot and go to work. <laughs> I could still hammer one of these in a mass quantity. Yeah. That's just me, though. So I can see where you're coming from with that, where this scene is not quite as crushable, but I think I would still put a, a, a big old pile of this down in a hurry. No, yeah, and, and I just think um, this one's, I don't know, like when you – I used to hang out with this guy named Darren and uh, Darren listens to podcasts. So shout out to Darren out of Cincinnati. Um, we're going to have him on as a guest at some point later in season three, I hope. Um, so anyway, we used to hang out and, and he's the first one that um, I, you know, not the first one, but he, him and I hung out enough that he got me in the habit of going to a brewery and getting a liter if they had a liter. So you always get a pine or a half liter and he would get a liter, but you can only get a liter of certain beers, right? Right. For, for drinkability, um, you know, also you have to drink them in a certain amount of time or they get warm and some beers are fine, warm, some are not. Um, so anyway, um, I think I could drink a liter of Shiner pretty easily. I think a liter of the caboose would, um, take me a little bit longer. So I'd have to order a half liter. And, and what I mean by that is they're both fine beers, but you just different, you drink them in different ways. Sure. No, that makes sense. So anyway. All right. So, you know, and it, I think it's a quality beer, but I, I would probably give this one a, for me, uh, a 7.5. Oh, bringing it down a bit. No, I mean, that's, come on. It's still a really good score. It is. No, it's certainly respectable number. Yeah. So what would you give it? I, I honestly like this one a little bit more than the last one. I was okay. going to give it an 8.5. Well, see, here's what here's here's how it goes, Ray. You and I both gave the Shiner an eight and an eight, so it averaged out to an eight. Here, a seven five and an eight five averages out to an eight as well. Hmm. So I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. No, not at all. So no, I, I do I really wonder. Like this feels more full body to me, and I and I like that. Yeah, I you do. like I those like full the, bodies. I do definitely. Yeah, I'm more of a full body guy too. Yeah. So. I, anyway, so anyway, talking about full bodies, um, <laughs> have you ordered your lederhosen yet? No, because I've yet to find a place that has them ray size. Well, you need somebody custom order or custom made. No, that much is true. But dude, I have looked and looked and I have not found I've a looked. spot that makes them. And I'm sure there's somebody that somewhere that custom orders them. But when you order by size, there's nothing for big ray. Yeah. Um. Okay, I might so I'm, I might I might have a connection. We'll talk about this off off top off, off podcast. <laughs> okay. Um, so anyway, so you gave it an eight point five. What song would you pair with your eight point five Caboose Oktoberfest? <laughs> uh, Morrison. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go with Drops of Jupiter. What? Yep. By the band called Train. And uh, that's why just the, the the reference there to me makes sense. And I love that song. I mean, that was the first song that I heard from them. I want to say maybe 2000, 2001. And it's just a classic, dude. Fantastic no, I, song. Yeah. I, that song was so darn catchy. I forgot all about that. Man, it's good, good, good pickup there. Thanks, man. All right. So I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to continue the um, the country music thing going on tonight. Because right. why not? And I'm going to go with Long Black Train. And oh. I remember his name is Josh. I can't remember his other. Do you know who's singing? There is a long black train. 
coming down the line. Do you know who sings it? Josh, 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 Josh. I, I don't, don't know. No, don't catch me lying. Anyway, it's, it's by a guy named Josh. He's really nice. Um, but anyway, Long Black Train. So anyway, that's what I'm going to choose. There you go. You, you can't, you can't, you can't take that away from me, Ray. I I won't even try. <laughs> All right. So you gave it an eight point an eight five. I gave it a seven five. The Caboose Brewing Oktoberfest. Marzen. Uh, it goes on the on crappier bucket list. We're gonna go to another break real quick. <laughs> when we come back, Ray's gonna have the left hand brewing, and I'm gonna have the Wiseacre brewing uh, beer for this wonderful festivity around this time of year. Hey, this is Big Ray, and I am proud to announce another one of our Season 3 sponsors, Dronicle LLC, based right out of Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. Dronicle is one of the premier aerial photography and videography companies that you'll find in all of Northeast Oklahoma. From high-resolution stills to 4K quality video, find Dronicle on Facebook.com slash Dronicle, D-R-O-N-E-O-C-L-E. If you don't need any drone work done, Give them a follow, like their work, and tell all your friends, dude, Dronicle sponsors my favorite craft beer podcast, Craft Beer Bucket List. And we are back. And you know what? I am I'm buzzing a little because I have totally just killed two whole beers. Now, that last Word. beer came in a – it was a pint. And uh, I've, I've been through all that already. And so it's like, you know, if you slow roll – some beer sometimes you can maintain but you know shotgun into them as quickly as we have i'm like woo, right it's uh i i'm enjoying myself mike no i mean i feel great yeah. i do well good and uh recording a podcast with my best bro we've been doing this for a hot minute now we're we're yeah. you know we're encroaching our two-year anniversary actually really <laughs> yes we are uh, what's been your so, favorite part of the past two years uh, not to sound too sentimental, but it's just, uh, especially through COVID, it was a great way for us to connect and still spend time together as, as bros and best friends. And, uh, we've got to travel together. We've met a lot of people and mind you, we traveled outside of the, the COVID range before, right. We had to cut all that out. Um, but still we had, we got to, to go and meet a lot of folks. Um, I still travel out for my day job and I stay as safe as I possibly can. So I still get out uh, here and there. Obviously I talked about visiting a brewery a couple weeks ago. Um, yeah. but still it's uh we get to connect, you know, and, and do our thing as besties. Uh, we get to meet a lot of great folks and I, and, and where I love beer, I love connecting with people more. And that's, uh, totally been my favorite part of this. What about yours? You know, as you're talking, I was sitting there thinking like, you're, you're so right. I think the thing that I've liked most about it is, um, well, I think with you, I'm with you. Like, um, when we start, first started this, I lived in Kentucky, you're in Oklahoma. We didn't really hang out that much, uh, from long or at all. Um, anyway, so, we, you know, we see each other a couple of times a year on our fishing trip or, you know, random other times. And, uh, so it's really been nice for me to get to hang out with you, um, virtually. Um, and a lot of times we have a beer before we start to, I guess the listeners should know this is we usually have a beer before we start this. (laughs) (laughs) So we get on there. Yeah. We have a beer and, uh, you know, we're, we chat about whatever. And, um, oftentimes, you know, tonight I've, I've gotten both of mine done before we went to the next beer, but sometimes we don't get that. Sometimes we get halfway through a beer and we have to move on due to time and whatnot. So you and I will hang out after it's all done and just drink beer and shoot the breeze, so to speak. And and so I think where I'm going with that is it's the pregame and the postgame that I think I've enjoyed the most. Um, I enjoy the right podcast on. and all that, but I think the pre and postgame stuff is where I I really enjoyed that. And then, you know, also, I mean, I, I've enjoyed having our guests on and I, I want to know, I want everybody to know that we're going to, we plan on having more guests on as things go on. And, uh, but that's been a lot of fun too. So Oh yeah, and third, third dude is the beer. I know we're about to drink some beer, so I want to talk about the beer. Let's. Let, I, I want to open mine first this time. Okay, well before you open okay. it, let's talk. You are drinking the left hand brewing, um, big beer fests in Germany, Marzen style <laughs> lager. Um, 
at 6.6% from Left Hand Brewing. Crack it open, bud. Uh, that was solid. Did you do something new there? You know, I've been because uh, we we can see each other as we're recording this. Yeah, and uh, I've been watching how you open your can, and I have tried to replicate that. Yes, and uh, I think you know picking up some of your skills and implementing them into what I do has helped. All right, so you're stealing. <laughs> no, bar- barring. Sure. Yeah, you can say it like that. Yeah, I totally, I totally. Totally stole that from me, Mike. So while you're taking your first drink, I'm going to open mine. This is the Wiseacre October Fist. Good look at um, And we'll talk about that here in a second. But here we go. You ready? I am ready. Okay. I just made, I got to make sure that you're ready. Wow. Does that sound pretty good? <laughs> yes, it did. You know, it's funny because like, I always think it sounds eh, but then you say it sounds great. And the same thing with yours. You're like, eh, and I think, oh, this sounds pretty good. Wow. These are three very different beers to me. I've really enjoyed this. So, all right. So Ray is drinking Left Hand Brewing's. Oktoberfest Martin Lager, 6.6%. They're out of Longmont. Find them at Left Hand Brewing on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and lefthandbrewing.com. So, Ray, while you're drinking, I want to read what they have to say. Okay. Let the rich copper hues of this bright lager shine from your stein. Our Oktoberfest Martin balances malt-driven notes of bread crust, biscuit, and toasted pretzel with just the right amount of noble hop character culminating in a dry and spicy finish. Deliciously repeatable. This take on the classic style is a perfect way to toast the season of crisp air, changing leaves, and festival feast. Prost. Are you already done with it? I am not. Oh, you were holding it up like Dunzo, and I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I was was like, this is is crazy. No, what, right, what so, I, did, I, I poured it out quickly into my stein, and I, oh, I was just examining the can. So the can's empty, oh. yes. But I, I honestly, I've killed about half of it already. You, once you pour it into a stein, at least for me, it's not hard to right. to get through one. Okay, so tell us a little bit about the beer while I take drinks of mine. So I'm not sure you want me to. Um, I I honestly feel bad for what I'm about to say. Uh. Of the three, this is by far my least favorite. If anything, I'm honest. And um, I'm going to play tuba sounds, but like sad tuba sounds right now. (laughs) Because, oh, um, so left hand, if you guys are listening. Yes, um, I have enjoyed so, so many beers from left hand. I've raved about even the little black pull tab thing on the top of the cans. I love how they do that. Um, on the can, I love how they spelled Oktoberfest in what looked to be pretzels. Um, but dude, um, right out, out of the gate, it this kind of tastes like the Shiner beer that I had. If I poured half of it into a glass and then filled the other half with water out of the tap. Whoa. Uh, and maybe I got a bad run, but this literally tastes like somebody watered down the Martin Lager. Wow. Um, Bummer, dude. I'm sorry. So, yeah. So it, I was so looking forward to this because I love, love, love to be. I, I love left hand. Like I'm, I'm excited to visit the brewery one day. I've had so many good beers from there. Um, but this one, man. Uh, huh. it, it tastes like, like I said, it tastes like a margin lager, but it just tastes like one that's just watery and uh, all the spiciness gone. The breadiness huh. and toasted notes I'm looking for are barely there. Um, the carbonation was on point. I got a nice, you know, maybe two to maybe three finger head and I'm drinking out of a stein, so I can't exactly see it. It's not like a see-through pint glass. Right. Just watching the head grow as I poured it in and I didn't pour aggressively. You know, I put my my stein at a slight angle and poured it in slow to watch it come out. I enjoy that part. Um, 
but uh, it you know it, it, the head was there, but it didn't stay very long. It left quickly. It was just you know kind of like okay. Yeah. Sometimes you get that when a beer is undercarbonated. Um, but as I drink it, it, it tastes like it, it the carbonation was it, it feels not taste, but it feels like the carbonation was on point. Um, I get no bitters out of this. It feels super light bodied. I expect something with a, a more solid backbone, and it's just not here. Um, so sorry, again, man. maybe it's a bad run, right? I'm not going to say, oh, left hand, you guys dropped the ball. Things happen in, in production. I get that. And that may be exactly what this is. But if I was to just have one and have to rate it, like, uh, it's not going to be good at the end with this. I'm sorry. All right. Well, um, from that, I'll kind of have a pick me up, I guess. Um, yes, please. So I'm bring, I'm drinking the October head October of his Gamutlikite um, from Wiseacre, and they're out of Memphis, Tennessee. And you can just go Wiseacre Brewing or Wiseacre Brew on any of the social medias, wiseacrebrew.com. Check them out. Um, at this point, because of where I'm located, I can I can get a variety of their beers. Uh, and um, you know, we reviewed one of their beers with. Um, Emily LaDesir. Yep, I remember that. Uh, Tiny Bomb. And that was, I think that may have been my first beer from them um, that we had, maybe. I, I remember having that one, and I think that was my first beer from them. But anyway, so at this point, I've had a variety, uh, and they do a pretty good job. Uh, so Gemutlichkeit is um, like the German feeling or philosophy of uh, warmth, friendliness, uh, good feelings, good cheer, being happy and cheerful. Um, so I think that's a really good name for the beer, Gamutlikite. You know, and, and I don't know. You, you know me much better than most. So uh, I wouldn't consider myself the most warm and friendly person. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but I but I like the idea of this. I like that. You know, when um, I, I like when when my friends or family come in town. I hope they feel welcome and. Uh, accepted and warm in my household. You know what I mean? Like you come in, you, you know, I hope they feel like they're a part of the, the family kind of thing. So I really like this. Um, and, and to everybody who has met me, who's like, whatever, dude, because <laughs> I, I have a feeling people that I've worked with or, you know, whatever, probably going, this is a bunch of Bologna, right? But anyway, uh, so Gumalukite is a great name for a beer. So, this is uh, so they say it's a smooth, clean malt for German lager traditionally released each September uh, for the big festival in Munich. <laughs> uh, toasty bread and subtly sweet malt qualities uh, before it abruptly cleanly finishes. So um, I like so something we haven't talked about on any of these is the can art, mostly because I think each of the beers we've had up to this point, the can art isn't much to speak of. I think the Shiner one's got a, a few goats on it. Um, the Caboose Brewing is, it, it looks like it's very well branded themed uh, stuff, but there's nothing special about it. The Gemutlikite um, from Wiseacre kind of has like a German feel to it. You know, it, it's got a fall German feel to it. Um, it's, it's a very busy design, but it works the way it's uh, designed. Got two guys uh, sitting there. I guess they're guys, two peoples. Uh, you know, about to prost and uh, all that. So I like that. Uh, so the beer. Um, so it's it's like a clear orange amber color. Um, the the carbonation's very uh, mild, medium. I'd say mild. So it's just mild, mild carbonation, which works out okay. Uh, this one is the body. Is confusing the the body to the taste is confusing to me because it feels like it's got a medium body, but the taste is very light, right? So on one hand, I think that this could be very you know repeatable, crushable, whatever, um, because of how light the body feels to me, uh, or the the taste feels to me, but the body is a little bit denser. Uh, so I don't know. It's it's kind of putting me off a little bit, to be honest. I think that 
the, the taste is it's pretty on point. You know, you, you get those toasted malts, so you get the little bit of spice, um, just a little bit lighter version of all that. So um, it's, it's but but it's it's a it's a pretty clean, easy drinking beer, is what I'll say. Right this on. is that I, don't, I don't think this is to me. I would not guess this would win any awards, but I think it's a pretty straightforward uh, take on the uh, festival beer over in Munich. <laughs> so, <laughs> Oktoberfest. Oh, Timbers. Yeah. So, <laughs> anyway, you know, I, I like it and I think it tastes good. Uh, you know, I think if I was going to, if I was going to rank them, this would probably, for me, rank a little bit ahead of Caboose's Brewings for me. Okay. No, that's fair. But, uh, not, not to say that, you know, it, it's still a good, it's still a good beer. So, so, it, so I'll give it an eight out of 10. Um, overall, I think, uh, what I would like for it to do is the body and the taste and the, the flavor, the taste to me match up a little bit more. And I'd like to, mostly I'd like to feel some of those flavor, not the flavors, the, the, the things I'm getting on the tongue, the different tastes and all that to come forward a little bit. It does that makes sense. At this point, I'm four beers deep, and I apologize if my words aren't precise on the podcast. <laughs> so, or three and a half beers. So, hey, you uh, know what? We keep it real yeah, here, Mike. There's yeah. nothing less real than craft beer bucket list because we're just two dudes speaking our mind. Um, so we go Drink out beer. and we pick up our own beers. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then we talk about them. Uh, we call it as we see it. Right. And uh, it is what it is. So. And we're having yeah, a great sorry. time. You know, everyone knows we've had a few beers. So it's like, you know what? Everyone's been in this boat. <laughs> you put down a few beers in a hurry. You're going to you're gonna feel good and you might slur yeah. a word or two. Like, you know what? It is well, what I it think, is. Yeah, I think it's come to the time when you have to rate your beer, though. And I know this is, this is going to be it's hard gonna for be, you. But... Yeah, uh, this it's, it causes me an actual slight bit of actual physical pain. Um and may, I'm hoping that this, uh, I just got a bad run or a bad can, but I'm going to give this a six out of 10. Um, okay. Cause again, for the same thing, I, I stopped drinking it. It's just, for me, it's not good. Um, so I'm going to give left hand the benefit of the doubt. This is the first bad experience I've had from them. Um, okay. so it's not like the, the brewery's bad because I've had a lot of great beers. I bought a lot of six packs and gone back for, for more after I found some good ones. Yeah. Um, my favorite from them is their, uh, the, the peanut butter stout. I forget what it's called. It's like a milkshake stout. If I'm not mistaken. Uh, peanut butter milk stout. I believe that's it. So, yeah. uh, very recognizable can every time I see it, I'm like, Oh, I love that beer so much, but absolutely my favorite beer from them. Um, but it's like, dude, this one's just for me. is not good. So six out of 10, and I'm yeah. going to pair it with a song from Meatloaf. Um, I would do anything for love, but I won't do that. Because, uh, no, um, I'll, I'll probably try another one in the future just to see if maybe I did get a bad run. But if this yeah. is how it is, I don't want it again. I hate to say that, but I don't. Did you know Meatloaf is two words, not one? Hmm. Uh, you know, as far as a musician, I know that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. For the musician, I don't know the 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 dish the the dish itself maybe two words. I'm not sure if it's not. So hey, I got a question on. I would do anything for love, but I won't do that. Was that on? Um, oh, what was that? Shoot. You know what? I just realized. I just remembered. It's Josh Turner. Long Black Train, which doesn't mean anything oh, okay. now. All right, fair enough. But yeah, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Did he sing that on Rocky Horror Picture Show? Or was that uh, something else? Was it that song? What's that song? Love by the Dashboard Lights or something like that? Okay. Golly. I'm, I, it, I, not trying to offend anybody here, but I'm not a big fan of Rocky Horror Picture Show. Uh, I've seen it maybe one time all the way through, and it just wasn't my thing. So, I, but I know he's in there and he sings and he's on the motorcycle and all that kind of stuff. Right, right. 
Yeah. Yeah, I, you know, that's a movie I've only seen once, and I don't think I was sober when I saw it. I was in my early 20s. I, I think uh, not being sober is probably the preferred way to see it. <laughs> probably. I think people that like it will tell you that as well. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. So, all right. So, uh, you're going <laughs> to meet Loaf. I would do anything for love. Um, yeah. I, plus, that was on the Dr. Pepper commercial, right? Like when they were trying to share the Dr. Pepper Oh, wow. Yeah, I forgot I mean, about he, that. He's like, I'm not going to share my Dr. Pepper. That's right. Yeah. So what's your song, Mike? What do you got? Uh, well, so I'm going to, yeah. So I'm going to back up and give the rating first, Ray. Oh, I'm going to rate this. Yeah. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to, no big deal. Uh, you, you got me uh, off track a little bit with the uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to give this beer an 8 out of 10. I think it's really good. I, I think the Shiner is a little bit better than this, but I still think they're in that same ballpark to me. Um, and so as I was having my beer here, um, I was just thinking about like, uh, I, you know, I'm not going to feel great tomorrow morning probably because um, I haven't had a four beer night in a little bit. Um, and you know what? It's, I had four beer slash ciders for my birthday, but it was over yeah. a longer period of time. And I drank some more, I drank a lot of water during that time too. Um, so anyway, I haven't had a four beer night in a while, so I know I'm going to fill it tomorrow. And I was just thinking about the, you know, uh, Johnny Cash or Chris Christopherson actually wrote it, but Johnny Cash made it famous was Sunday morning coming down. Okay. And, uh, and anyway, I just, I don't know, like whenever I think about like, not feeling a little bit crappy in the morning. I think of that song. Right. So I think, I think I might, uh, tomorrow will not be a, <laughs> an easy morning to get up. So my alarm goes off at five forty-five, and, uh, it might take some, it might take some inner strength to get up and be like, all right, let's do this. <laughs> so anyway, uh, plus it's a really great song. So Chris Christopherson wrote it and, uh, Johnny Cash made it famous. Um, but that was kind of his gig. Chris Christopherson wrote a lot of songs. Um, you know, he, he wrote the, I think it was Janice Joplin that wrote uh, me and Bo or saying me and Bobby McGee. He wrote that. Right. I did not so, know that. Yeah. So anyway, great songwriter, uh, actually a, a good singer too, but, um, wrote a lot of songs for folks. All right. So let me, let me kind of conclude this cause we gotta get the heck yep. off of here. Um, we both shot, we both tried Shiner Oktoberfest. Some tubas there. Um, we both gave it an eight out of 10. Um, you paired it with Space Cowboy by the Steve Miller band. And, uh, I went with Deep in the Heart of Texas, uh, by Gene Autry and a lot of other amazing people. Then we both had the kibboot, the caboose. I think you guys say it like caboose. Caboose. Uh, Caboose Brewing, Oktoberfest, Bardson. Um, you gave it an eight and a half. I gave it a seven and a half. So overall, that's an eight. Um, you paired it with Train, Drops of Jupiter, uh, In Your Ear. Um, I think it's just Drops of Jupiter, but I always think of In Your Ear. So, um, Which is a great song. I think that came out like, you know, the mid-90s, right? Oh, maybe. I bet late. I would, if I had to guess, I would say 1998. Okay, oh, you well, know, I'm going to pick up my iPhone and Google it literally right now, Mike. Google it while I keep uh, rolling down yeah. the highway here. Yep. Uh, and so I picked up, uh, I, I, I also picked a train song-ish. I picked Josh Turner's Long Black Train, uh, which is, a, I guess, an older country song at this point. And finally, we had round three. We had a different beer. Ray tried Left Hand uh, Oktoberfest. I had Wiseacre. Uh, Oktoberfest Gemutlichkeit. Um, Ray gave his beer a six out of ten, so that's on the edge of the craft beer bucket list. That's like a it's a, it's a leaner, right? It's like when you yes, find horseshoes, yeah. it's, it's just barely close enough that it may or may not count. Um, he paired it with Meatloaf. I would do anything for love, but I won't do that. Um, and then I had Wiseacres Gemutlichkeit. I gave it an eight out of ten and paired it with Chris Christopherson. Sunday morning coming down. So it hit us, Ray. When did uh, Drops Jupiter come out? January 29th of 2001. What? That's no way. 
Yeah. They, yeah wow. I was way off. No, I mean, I believe you. I thought it, I, yeah, I, I thought it was late 90s at least. Um, so I, golly, going back to history here for my yeah. life, I remember I was dating a, a girl named Jennifer. And uh, I remember that song came out, I think, shortly after her and I broke up. Um, yeah. But I still worked with her mom part time somewhere. And I remember she liked that song. And so okay. the time frame for me is I was thinking, golly, I, I knew this girl in high school. And I graduated in 99. I thought it was out before I graduated, but I was wrong. So it makes sense. The song came out when I was 20. So okay. kind of same same time frame there. Not too long out of high yeah. school. But it, it was one of those things, you know, it is what it is. Uh, still, a long time ago, uh, 20 years. At this, 20 years ago, Mike. Wow. It came out in 2001. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, we're showing our age here a little bit, buddy. It's an old song. Wow. Uh, yeah. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to like start intentionally like picking new songs. Like uh, I don't know, I'm gonna have to like do Harry Styles or some crap. <laughs> I don't listen. I don't listen to Harry Styles, but I'm just gonna have to pick Harry Styles just to look just, cool. Just I guess. To do it. I don't right. even. So that's like the the newest coolest singer I could think of off the top of my head was Harry Styles. Gotcha. Is uh, I just thought of like, is Demi Lovato still making music? Uh, I don't know. I know who she is. I don't listen to a lot of her stuff. I hear it when I listen to the top 40 stations Have on you, occasion. You know, you remember our friend, uh, uh, Mr. Nick that, uh, I went to school with at Western Illinois. Yeah, I don't I want to do. say his last name because I want to, inc- he listens to, uh, updated cool music, uh, and he posts about it from time to time. Maybe I'll just, just, uh, start listening to whatever he posts and saying that's my new, my new thing. There you go. So he might, he probably already has a new Kanye West album. <laughs> so he, he's a, or I don't know who else, dude. So before we leave, I got to tell you, tell I me. went and saw Shang-Chi in the legend of the 10 rings. Oh, is that a good show? It is incredible. It is incredible. Oh, but yeah. So, um, we're, we're big Marvel fans in this household, apparently. I, right. I, I'm all right with it, but everybody else is a big Marvel fan. So it, we went to the theater and saw it. Um, and full disclosure, I'm not that comfortable with that stuff yet. But you know, got to get the kids out. And there was literally nobody else in the theater in the front part of the theater. So you know, it's usually got that middle aisle, and you got the front and back seating. Yeah. Yep. So we usually sit like the two rows down from the middle. So it's still in the front part, but it's sort of the back of that. Anyway, there's nobody around us. So I felt a little bit better, but incredible. So two things, number one, it's an incredible movie. Uh, I, I liked it a lot more than I thought I would. Um, the, 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 there's a little bit of the, the part of it was felt a little bit gimmicky, but the rest of it was great. But okay. more than anything, what I was going to say is I'm going to have to download her music. Aquafina. Yeah. Do you know who Aquafina is? I've heard of her. I so have. she she's a rapper, um, and she is in this movie as a star character named Katie, and she was incredible, dude, incredible. By oh, far and away, really? my favorite character in the movie was her her character, and uh, she so she played a, a young girl named Katie, who's friends with uh, Shang Chi, the the guy that inherits the rings, if you will. And, uh, she's just, she's, she's perfect. And I'm gonna have to go listen to her music and support her just because of how incredible she was. Right on. So next time we record this, I might have an Aquafina song. I'm going to pair with stuff. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah. So, you know, I, and she's, I, and she's cute. So that doesn't hurt. Right. No. You know, I saw a preview for this movie a few weeks ago. Uh, wifey and I went and watched free guy with Ryan Reynolds in it. Yeah. That's a fantastic movie, by the way. I really enjoyed it. Uh, but I, it was, that was my first introduction to the movie you're talking about. And I was like, dude, that looks killer. And then yeah. hearing you talk about it, now I, I've really got to go get some tickets and, and see it. Yeah. And I'm with you, man. Movie theaters still feel kind of awkward. But whenever we, we caught a matinee, uh, we caught uh-huh. the, a 12 p.m. showing in, uh, in a huge movie theater. I think there might have been a total of a dozen people. Mm-hmm. So we were very well social distanced with anybody else in there. 
and it made it for me at least through this whole effing COVID mess. Um, it, it, it put me at ease because I would have felt really weird in a theater that was just chock full of folks. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, uh, good news is, is it's, it's an incredible movie. I encourage you to see it. Uh, the, the, but the bigger news is Aquafina uh, hits a home run as an actress. Um, definitely made me, and I'd heard that name before, you know, uh, but definitely uh, helped uh, me uh, open my eyes, I guess, if you will. I'm going to go check out her music and, you know, see if it's something I can get into. Uh, and if so, great. If not, still an incredible job. And, and not to take anything away from the other folks in the movie. Uh, there's a lot of great acting going on, but her performance and her character just hit home and I loved it. So Excellent. Uh, th this is not a paid endorsement, by the way. <laughs> So it's just an incredible movie. So Ray, I know we got to go. I'll let you take us out. I'm sorry. Yeah. So everybody, thank you so much for tuning into this insanely tuba filled episode of craft beer bucket list. Uh, Mike and I have begun to enjoy the Oktoberfest specials and uh, it's a lot of fun. I look forward to it. I definitely look forward to this time of year for the, the special beers. And, uh, but we've talked, we've got to go guys. So again, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you guys. If you look at the description in this podcast, look in the in the notes and do us a solid and check out the social medias and the websites of the breweries that we featured tonight. Show them some love from wherever you're at. And while you're online, be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Craft Beer Bucket List. Drop us a message. Don't forget about the sticker sponsor. Hit us up to win your free stickers. Mike and I love to send those out. And while you're at it, Please, please, please don't drink and drive, but do drink local. And we'll catch y'all in another awesome episode of Craft Beer Bucket List. I'm Peter Zen. Craft Beer Bucket List is partially supported by Red Dirt LLC. Red Dirt is a parks, recreation, and tourism services agency with the goal to provide the tools, information, and leadership to help guide, plan, and market your organization or business. Red Dirt provides media management, photography and videography, research and analysis, and overall management for excursions and experiences for your agency. Visit reddirt.us.